0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the sixth episode of the Underdog Training Podcast. I am your host, Nick Maruka. Today is Monday, Ju- June 19th, 2017, almost said July, I wish, because if that was the case, I'd be going on vacation in a week, but it's all good. Um, I hope everybody had a great Father's Day yesterday. Um, I did. Went to the Phillies game with my, you know, my dad and my brother and my mom, and I'm not a big baseball guy. But, you know, I do uh, I do like to go to that kind of stuff every once in a while. Plus, it was Father's Day, so, of course, had to do it. Second year in a row that we went, and it was a great time. The weather was perfect. It um, wasn't too hot. It was actually kind of breezy and, and overcast, which I didn't mind. Um, and we got these kind of sweet uh, light blue, like Carolina blue Hawaiian shirts. They did them last year, too. Last year they were red, uh, but this year they were blue, and they, it was more silky, so it was kind of nice. Actually, nice material. Um, but, yeah, that was nice. And then... Another big thing that happened for me this past week, I got named. This is this was really cool, and I, I still take I take a lot of pride, and I'm very proud to say that I got named to a list of um, top twenty strength and conditioning coaches who train youth athletes by this organization called Youth One Sports. So shout out to them, and shout out to you know them for doing that for me because I had no idea about it. Honestly, i um, one of the other guys that was that was in the article I Used to be a professor of mine at Temple By the name of Rick Howard So he was also mentioned And uh, he shared it with me on Facebook And I had no idea So I was blown away Honestly, I was blown away And um, it's really, really awesome To get recognized like that So thank you to them again And um, as I'm sitting here At Advantage Performance Training in Flemington Where I work I figured I would come in early Record the podcast Get that out to you guys and then crank out some sessions. We got one week to go until we start our summer workouts for uh, 100 and Central football and all the other fall sports. So I am super excited for that. Um, it's been a little while since I was in an actual high school, um, you know, strength and conditioning program, and I know that the level of the amount of athletes there is, uh, is very high. So we're gonna have a high influx of athletes coming through the uh, the weight room. Every day and the new weight room they are building there is going to be done in hopefully the middle of August So I'm super hyped up for that also um, So yeah, it's been a good week Had a great lifting session yesterday, killed some chest, I actually hit a bench PR uh, I got 225 for a total, a total of 5 reps It wasn't uh, a continuous set because the program I'm doing right now I'll explain it to you guys a little bit Hold on Sorry, I just cracked open a Bang Energy. Side note, if you guys are into energy drinks, I know a lot of people are, I highly, highly suggest, I don't I don't normally push products, but I highly suggest Bang uh, Energy Drink, and the cotton candy flavor is by far the best. It actually legitimately tastes like cotton candy. And uh, I'll tell you real quick what's in it. It's got, you know, one of my things I like about it, it's got vitamin B, vitamin C, okay? There's no sugar in it, so you don't get any crash or anything from it. There's no artificial uh, sugars in it. And it's got creatine in it. So it's got creatine and BCAs. So it's a perfect little pre-workout, but like overall clean energy feel because when I if I drink like a Red Bull or a Monster and stuff like that, A, it gives me an immediate headache, so I don't usually drink that shit. And then, uh, you know, it crashes hard. But with this, I don't crash and I feel great. Um, it does have a lot of caffeine in it. It's got 300 milligrams of caffeine. So that's kind of on the high side, I would say. Um, so, you know, if you're going to drink this, definitely take your time with it. Don't just try and gulp it. It comes in 16-ounce uh, cans. So, you know, don't drink it all at once. Just, just sip it nice and easy. But it's really nice and delicious. Um, they have a whole bunch of flavors But cotton candy is, is definitely the best And I'm also eating some of these <clears throat> Optimum Nutrition Cake Bites The um, birthday cake flavor <laughs> It's like my little pre-workout snack I got going on today Um, and They're also pretty good You know um, 240 calories for You get three of them in a package I mean, it's not bad with the nutritional content. 7 grams of fat, 4 grams saturated fat, then you get 25 grams of carbs. This is for the whole thing, all three together. 25 grams of carbs, only 5 grams of sugar, and 20 grams of protein. Okay? That's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. So, don't sleep on those two things. If you hear this podcast. And... You haven't tried either of them, please do me a favor Go get them Let me know what you think. Um now With the bang you can only get it at GNC or vitamin shop Order it online, but if you get it online, you have to buy in a case so If you just want to get single-serving ones go to your local GNC or vitamin shop and GNC lowered their prices to like normal prices, you know, so uh that's not a big deal anymore about them overpricing everything, so that was nice to see. But um, anyway, yeah, what I want to talk about with this podcast now that we're you know ten minutes in or whatever was—I mean—rambling on about some stupid stuff. Anyway, um, I also oh I also do need to mention that the NHSSCA has released their uh, conference calendar for the next year, and uh, I am ex- I am super excited about it because the national conference this year is going to be in indiana in indianapolis okay indiana and the regional the southeast the southeast the northeast regional where my my area is is going to be in pittsburgh so i will be at both of those conferences um and you know they got a whole bunch of them. Every single region this year is going to have a conference, which is awesome. So you know anybody that listens to this, if if you're in any of the other parts of the country and you want to uh, you know look it up, I highly suggest it because you get no joke, man. It's like eight hours of content, okay, with the, with the conferences, and you're getting to hear from some of the best high school strength coaches in the entire country, um, and that's not just me trying to hype up the organization because it doesn't need to be hyped up. It is it is one of the, if not the best strength and conditioning organizations I've ever been a part of. And it's because of the people that are in it, okay? The people that are in it actually care. And everyone is in it to make each other better and the topics you hear about and and even if you go on the Facebook page and you just look at some of the stuff that's on the Facebook page, it's stuff that everyone can relate to and everyone can learn from. It's not, you know, a random like pro level guy talking about his program that cannot that has nothing to do with what you can do on the high school level. Okay, it's stuff that's related, stuff that you can actually put into practice and, and make it work for you. Um, so definitely look up the NHSSCA conference schedule this year. I will, uh, you know, I'll put a link in the description and everything else like that. But the website is nice and easy. It's NHSSCA.US. Okay, and you can go on there and look at the schedule and then you know become a member. Membership pricing is not that expensive. It is one of the best investments you can make and uh, You can get an awesome you get an awesome shirt with it and your certificate and everything else that comes with it And you know you get discounted rates for all the conferences. So anyway after all that sounds like I'm doing advertising here But boop boop me on these no just kidding um <laughs> If you guys know what want these is or like I said bill burr uh, you will know what that's from but anyway um <clears throat> I was talking about my training and uh, this bench program I on want it's interesting. I forget where uh, it came from because my buddy Craig is the one that originally told me about it. I'm sure he got it off of Teen Nation or something. But it, um, the way it works is I think you you start with 88% of whatever lift you're doing. So I'm doing it for bench, right? Uh, and that's you, 88% of your max, and you use that for your working set. So, um, yesterday I was doing... My first set was 205, okay, and the way the sets, the sets work is you keep the same weight for three sets, and the reps go up starting with one, then you do two reps, then three reps, okay, so 205 for set of one, 205 for two, 205 for three. Now, if you complete all three sets, which in the, when the, in the first, you know, first time you should be able to, okay, then you go up 10 pounds. And repeat So I had to do 215 for 1 215 for 2 215 for 3 Okay, and typically most people usually stop at at those two waves Um, If you're feeling pretty good and you want to attempt a third wave you can and I was so what I did was I attempted 225 I got one then I got two and then I unfortunately only got two on my third attempt so Next Sunday I will be doing the same exact thing, okay, but hopefully going for a 225 and getting 3 on that third set. Um and sometimes what you could do too is this is what I did before I went up to 205 and 215. Uh I started at 200. Okay, the first the first couple weeks I did the program, I started at 205, I mean, sorry, 200 and 210. And um I kept those two waves, I only did those two sets or those two weights. Um And after doing that for three or four consecutive workouts and feeling pretty comfortable with those weights and those rep schemes, then I upped it to 205 and 215. So it's not—it's a slow progression. You're not upping the weight all the time, and obviously you're doing the same weight, but you're adding reps over time. So you're not going to increase all the time, you know, and and some people don't like that if there's not a, uh, you know, a, Crazy high progression every week, but it's a slow process. And let me tell you right now, it's working um, because last week when I was feeling okay and I went for 225 on my third set, um, on my third wave, I should say, I did one. I did a set of two, and then the third set I only got one rep, and it was a very difficult rep. Okay, I I almost got three reps yesterday, so that tells you right there that it's working. Um, and I also I bench twice a week. And typically the second day of the week, uh, which will be on Wednesday, I'll I'll change it up so I won't do that exact same thing. I'll do uh, more of a volume phase, or I'll do a close grip bench, some kind of variation of bench um, that second day. But the first day is all is is the program, um, and it's very simple and effective. And uh, you know I will report back next Monday to let you guys know if it worked. Um, and, and at the same time, I'm coupling that with my bench. And I'm doing 5-3-1 uh, for squats and deadlifts and uh, trap bar deadlift, I should say. I did flat bar, I did straight bar for a long time with deadlift, years and years I did it. And uh, I've just kind of come to the realization that trap bar is much better for my specific body because of my mobility limitations and everything else like that. And I just, uh, I can get more out of it. I feel like I'm in a better body position and I can drive a lot better with my heels and everything else like that. And I stay tighter in my core and everything. So uh I've switched to trap bar for the past couple weeks and uh I had my threes day on Saturday because I, I had some stuff to do on Friday, but I usually do it on Fridays. But so I did deadlift on Saturday and what was my weight? I think my top set was 255. Uh And, you know, the goal was three reps. And my my plus set, I got ten. So I was pretty damn happy. Um, I was happy with that. You know, today I just got a little bicep arm day going on. Tomorrow is legs. Uh, Like I said, Wednesday is another bench day, a little bit more uh, tricep shoulder work thrown in there too. Thursday is my off day. And then Friday uh, I will be doing back again unless, again, something comes up. But then I I usually on Saturdays, I do uh, a second squat day and then, um, you know, Sunday bench again. So typically everything gets worked in some kind of fashion twice a week. Uh, That's the way I work out right now. That's my training frequency, which leads me into finally, finally, for those of you that have put up with this for the past 20 minutes or so, uh, today's topic of training frequency. Now, training frequency is interesting because it changes depending on your specific situation and if you want to apply it to athletics it it changes depending on the season the sports season where you're at in the sports season and everything else like that um so typically the way it works is if we're going to use athletics as a as an example which kind of is the whole point of this podcast right so um like I said, we're starting our football in-season training, uh, in preseason training uh, next week. So the way their schedule lines up is lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday is uh, a speed and agility conditioning type of day. So that's obviously a five-days-a-week split. However, it's only lifting three days a week. Um, I think that's important to, to denote the difference because – When it comes to youth athletics, the frequency should not be very high, okay? So even though they're training five days, it's different stuff, okay? It's a full body emphasis on most of the lifting days, but one day is more upper body oriented versus a lower body, and then there's a combo day of both. Um, And that's how you also need to split it up. And your speed and agility sessions should not be – that many days a week you know because your cns can only take so much so you have to program your speed into Jody days accurately and if you're not going to have specific days for that then you have to denote time in the beginning of the workout is where i prefer to do it um for that specifically okay because that's when your body is the most primed, the most ready to go so you want to be doing those fast movements in the beginning of the workout not the end because at that point, that pretty much just becomes conditioning. So if that's what you're looking for, then it's okay to do those kinds of things but at the same time, if you're doing it for conditioning, you also don't want to run people into the ground because that defeats the purpose of conditioning. Okay? And a lot of times, people will be going through speed and agility workouts uh, and they're not giving proper rest ratios, work rest ratios so then that also Ends up becoming conditioning Because you're not performing the drill Or the activity The way it's meant to be performed Because you're not resting long enough To have the accurate uh, You know Physiological benefit So When I first started training My frequency was only two days a week And For Most of the people I train That is also their frequency So uh, They'll do a Monday, Wednesday Or a Tuesday, Thursday Because It's a lot of middle school Athletes who don't have a very high training age, obviously, because they're younger. So their training frequency is obviously much lower than someone who is older and more experienced, okay? And it's okay to even start with one day a week. Um, You know, for people that are just starting out, if you feel like doing one day a week just to get your body used to it, that's okay. But you want to eventually get to the point where you're at a minimum of two days a week of Pretty vigorously intensity workouts. Okay, you want your intensity to be high if you're only doing two days a week, so that can be either high intensity as in in regards to um, the percentage of lifting that you're doing. So it's a high a heavier weight, um, or you know if you're doing a more cardio based workout, you want your heart rate to be up at a certain as a certain percentage for that to be considered high intensity. You want it to be somewhere where it's becoming more beneficial. And you're constantly working if you're only going two days a week. When you veer into three to four to five to six, okay, then you can change your intensities up because your body is going to shut down. If you're trying to go high intensity all the time, you're not going to have a good time. I could tell you that from personal experience. Um, I used to lift heavy four to five days a week. And after a while, my body was saying, like, what the hell are you doing to me? Please stop begging me to stop what I was doing. So now... I have the one heavy day and the one moderate day, which is called undulating periodization. That's the way I personally work out, okay? So your frequency is dependent on your situation. When it comes to the sports season, okay, I am a very, very big proponent of in-season training for athletes. If you come across a sport coach or a strength coach who says you should not train in-season, please run as far away from that person as you can or try to convince them otherwise. Bring in a strength coach that you know that can talk to them, to the sport coach specifically if you're having that situation. And if it is a strength coach that's telling you you shouldn't train in season, then uh, that's just a big red flag, and you need to find another strength coach that is going to be able to give you what you want and what you need in season. Because when you're in the offseason, okay, you're typically looking at a four to five days per week split because your body has to develop those the size and strength that you may have lost in the, you know, after the playoffs and everything else like that. You kind of take your couple of weeks off, and that's your transition period into the off-season training. And, you know, during the season, you're going to get beat up. And even though you should be training in season and if you are training in season, you're still going to have some bumps and bruises along the way because it's a long season no matter what sport you play. Right. So the off season is designed to pack back on the muscle mass because now we're transferring from a more strength power phase of lifting in season to maintenance and then hypertrophy. Okay, that's kind of the way it works. So in the off season, you're training more, your volume is higher to put the muscle mass back on. So that's why it's three to four to five sometimes days per week. Okay, and some of you may have to do that on your own. Some of you may be lucky enough to have a strength coach that understands that at your school or wherever you are, private facility kind of place. Okay, but you have to put the work in and understand that if you're gonna play one or two sports a season, then you're gonna have that that off season period where you really have to train a lot harder. Um, in in this age of hopefully um, you know multi sport athletes, there tends to really not be an off season a lot of times. So as a strength coach, I have to adjust to that, and that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, you know, a lot of times in that situation, it may only be a two to three days per week training split. And, you know, you have to kind of listen to your athletes in that situation and say, okay, one of your games, one of your practices, what can we do to work around that so that you're still performing at the optimal level that you need to perform? But in a perfect world, which does not exist, um, you know, at the higher levels and sometimes maybe in high school, you can, you do get those people that are only one-sport athletes in high school at sometimes, and uh, that does make it a little bit easier, but it's rare, okay? So then as you're going from the off season to the preseason and you start practicing more and you may have some preseason games, okay, that's going to cut down your training time in most cases also. And um, when it comes to sports-specific training, that is what the sport coaches are for, okay? Um, they coach you to play your sport. I coach you to get bigger, stronger, faster, okay? Those are two completely different things. So sports-specific training, okay, it's it's more so overall improvements, overall performance improvement. Now, I may have somebody, let's say a soccer player, okay, because I got some soccer players in right now, Um I may do some specific, uh, you know, tricep or lat exercises to kind of reinforce that throwing motion, okay, but I'm not going to have somebody, um, let's think of it this way, like a baseball player, okay, with the weighted bats and everything before they, they go up to bat, that actually is a hindrance because it causes limitations and uh, obstructions of their actual swing, with the way the weighted bats are and everything else like that. So, um, you know, those kind of sports-specific, quote-unquote, things are not going to be done. I'll, I'll give you exercises that can improve your performance. Um, so I think that's something that—it's a, it's a flashy term, and that's um, something that a lot of people like to hear. But when you really break it down, training in general is sports-specific because it's life-specific. Okay, that kind of sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, so no matter what I have my athletes do, it's going to be gearing them towards better performance. Um, anyway, so you're in your you're in your preseason, okay, and you're looking at two to three days per week, hopefully, uh, of training. And then once you get to the in season, again, it kind of it, it even breaks down less in most cases um, to one to two days. Uh, Hopefully you can get at least two days in and the the goal of the in-season training for me is to get athletes stronger during the season and some people may say how is that possible? You know, I think that's too much stimulus and that their bodies are already getting beat up during the season blah 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 Okay, there's a whole bunch of excuses people can make as to why you can't get stronger in season and you should just maintain however if you are Appropriately programming Okay, and you can run something such as a 5-3-1 Which is one of the You know, it's a perfect Perfect thing to run in season Because it's quick It gets the work done Okay, it's a slow progression And you can still, week to week Monitor your progress And make some gains in season Okay, That's that's a strength program It is specifically designed To get you stronger And it works Okay, so you have your three sets You bang those out, then you do your accessory work and you're done Okay, so it's nice because a lot of times in season you don't have a lot of time to train Um Because coaches will say, you know, we need you for practice and everything else like that So sometimes you may only have 30 to 45 minutes to train in season Um, especially when you get up into the higher levels so you have to choose a program that fits what you have available. Now, if you, if you're somebody that is lucky enough to have an hour, hour and a half to train at all times, then you're extremely lucky. Okay. Um, and so in that situation, you can kind of change things up a little bit, but still you want to at least try and get those two days a week in because you're also factoring your practices and everything else like that. So there's only so much you can do when I, you know, I give people leeway in that situation because it is different. Um, but at the end of the day, what you want is to be the strongest you could possibly be at the most important time of the season, which is what? The playoffs that you hopefully get to, okay? Because what's the point in putting in those four to five days per week in the off season to then stop or be extremely limited in your training during the end season? It's pointless, Right? So you're putting that that size on in the off season, slowly starting to change and transition your program to a power phase as you get closer to the preseason, which is what I'm doing right now. Okay? And then you transition again to a strength program in season so that the volume isn't too high. The weight's still heavy so you're still getting that overload stimulus. And the workout time specifically isn't too long so that you have the frequency, you have the overload, and you have the time to accomplish what you are setting out to accomplish. And that's the way you need to do it. Um, That's at least the way I think it needs to be done. And hopefully that's the way a lot of other people see it. And again, during the in season, you don't have to focus on conditioning because they should be getting that at their practices, okay? So you don't have to worry about any kind of speed and agility, uh, you know, uh, conditioning type of stuff because it's already getting done. So that takes out a whole big chunk of the workout that you had to do in the offseason or in uh, preseason, okay? You don't have to worry about that. Um, so your kids should know we're going to come in, we're going to get this done, boom, boom, boom. There should be a system in place where they know where they need to go the weights they need to do, okay, you need to have all that tracked and written down. That needs to be on them too, okay, so you need to have the accountability that, look, we only have this much time, we need to get this done, and you need to focus and pay attention in order to accomplish what you need to accomplish for that specific day. Um, So that's that. I mean, for other people, if you're just a general population kind of person, okay, then your frequency can change as your training age changes, which means the number of years that you're in the gym uh, It's different than your physiological age Which is how actual How many years you're old That sounded awful um, Okay So Me I've been lifting For but a boom 13 years Okay You wouldn't really know it by looking at me Because I don't think I'm the biggest guy in the world uh, <laughs> But again I started training at 13 years old So my frequency was a lot less I had to focus much more of my time on my mobility, which I, I need to do even more so now. Okay. So I take about 20 to 30 minutes, to, especially on my leg days to do strictly mobility stuff. All have days I go in the gym just to do mobility stuff because my body's starting to, uh, feel it. Okay. A lot, a lot more so than it used to when I was a young whippersnapper, even though I'm only 26, that's half my life of training. Um, So I started off with two days a week. Then I slowly progressed to three to four to five to six where I'm at now. Um, So and in that situation, you have to adjust what you're training because you can't train everything all the time if you're doing that many days per week. So, you know, I do a typical split and, you know, I kind of uh, detailed it more earlier in the podcast. So if you're working out on your own and you're going let's say three days per week then you really need to figure out oh do i want to do a full body do i want to have you know a chest try typical bodybuilder blow sprint bro bro split and then uh you know throw in your conditioning but um i don't do enough cardio (laughs) a lot of my cardio consists of either heavy sled pushes every once in a while or i'll do some sprints like uh What was it, last Thursday? Yeah. It was hot as hell outside. It was like 95, right? So I'm sitting here working out with my boy Gordon, and I actually did the entire workout with him. So I stringed together three exercises in a row, which I never personally trained that way, okay? But I did it with him because I was like, it was just him. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a little bit of a gut check today. And uh, I worked out with him, and we did everything together. And let me tell you, I was sweating more than I have ever sweat and I couldn't tell you how long, all right. And was, this was inside in a con- air-conditioned <laughs> gym, still sweating my ass off. That's how hot it was outside. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the end of the workout. I'm wondering, do I, what do I really want to do right now? Okay, so I said, you know what, we're gonna do, Gordon. And this is what I, I said. a Quote: I said, I'm probably gonna regret this, but we're gonna do it anyway. <clears throat> and uh, we ended up doing five sprints outside. It was about, if I had to guess, probably 30 to 40 yards. Okay, so we did a sprint, then we walked back. uh, And uh, I felt pretty good about it. You know, it was not easy by any means. Um, But for those of people that don't know, I can run, believe it or not. I get that question all the time for some reason. Like, oh, can you run? I'm like, yeah, I can walk. So it's just, uh, you know, faster. I don't, I never understood that question. You know, but it's funny because my running gait is actually better than my walking gait. Uh, so it's interesting for people to see that. Uh, don't expect it. Uh, but yeah, I actually you know I used to be in pretty good shape back in the day when I was playing a lot of soccer. Obviously, um, but now I'm just a little bit more top heavy. <laughs> so I do you know I do still do some cardio, not as much as I should. But I get it in when I think it's time to do it, you know? Um But that's that, I think, folks, because it is 2.40, and I want to get this podcast out to you guys because, you know, I don't got so much time in the day. I'm eating these cake bites. Good as hell. Oh, shit. Just dropped it on the damn floor. Yeah, that's what I get. That's what I get for... Try and be a smartass. Um, but anyway, I hope this answered any questions you may have had about training frequency. If you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email at maruka49 at gmail.com. And I should have said this in the beginning the cover art for the podcast is new. But for some reason, when you go on iTunes, it doesn't show you the updated version of the album art unless you subscribe to the podcast. And uh, I think it came out pretty well. So, do me a favor. Like the podcast. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. And I will deliver to you, the people. Those of you that take the time to listen to my voice, every week which thank you very much for that those of you that do um because I know I kind of ramble and uh it's probably not the best hearing my stupid voice all the time but again I appreciate it so spread the word please it is very difficult to get a podcast kind of up and running off the ground um but I'm doing the best I can to deliver some good content and hopefully it's entertaining mildly entertaining uh But, yeah, that's the podcast for this week, everyone. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you next Monday.